This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. So let's, uh, you guys, let's bring this to the table, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got shit to talk I mean, about. we've been upfront on this podcast about how much I love drama, that I will sweep the grass mm-hmm. That's to right. hear mm-hmm. a neighbor's fucking tea. I am nosy. I want to be arm's length distance away. Uh-huh. But close enough that I can feel the vibrations of whatever's happening over there. So I know that there's there's been rumors for as long as I can remember mm-hmm. about Jada and Will having an open marriage, which I'm like, dude, who cares? Clearly it First works and for foremost, them. Yeah. It, it works for them. Great. Like, that's fine. So when all this mess came up about like her having an affair or whatever with Will's blessing, I was just like, well, you know, this isn't really any of my business, but I'm going to read everything about it. (laughs) I really, I feel, I feel bad. I haven't read that much stuff. Like I Mm -hmm. know about it um, in kind of like a vague sense. Uh, I know basically it's like, so this guy, who is he by the way? August. He's a singer is what it says. He's like a rapper or something. Okay. Well, this musician question mark who's like not even i don't think like Jaden's age right like oh kind of young. yeah he he's young he's like 27 oh or so something. he's older than Jaden, but he's young yeah. yeah he's like yeah 27 right. he's younger than me for sure he's in his 20s and she's 48 look good something like that yeah something yeah. like that um yeah no problem with that at all Really, no problem with any of this. It's not my business, not my circus. It's, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he basically was like, I had an affair with Jada for a couple of years or something. With Yeah, with Will's, Will's blessing. blessing. They were introduced through Jaden, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that his heart was broken at the end of it because he thought it was like a real, real relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was not that. And then Jada came out and denied it, said that it wasn't something that happened. And then I know that she has now talked about it on her podcast slash YouTube show or Facebook, Facebook show, show yeah. rather. Yeah. So did you guys watch that? Yeah. What happened with it? So I watched it. Did you watch it, Christina? I watched part of it. I yeah. didn't get to watch all of it. Uh, listen, here's Wait. my thoughts. First and foremost, Great. as you guys have already said, none of my fucking business. How you guys conduct your relationship, how you guys conduct your family life is got literally shit to do with me. Has It's got no bearing on, on my life. You're not having an affair with my husband. So... You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a relationship that I can imagine myself involved in, but that doesn't matter. This is, you know, different strokes for different folks, and I'm never going to yuck your yum. The -hmm. facts, though, apparently, according to Jada, are that she and Will had split. Like, they were done. They had 
They were separated? Sped, se- separated completely. Neither of them had any ideas or I... Uh, you know, ideals for reconciliation. At wow. The time. Well, they kept that under wraps then. Well, and, uh, you know, they did. They, you know, and I think that they were trying to keep that private, but that is when this relationship started. So, you know, I, listen, I. Listen, I, you know, you know, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. No apologies. And, you know, you, you start a relationship with somebody, um, some kind of pretense, and then, dude amy put it the best way it's just like you have to be super careful and guard your heart when you are getting involved with somebody that's in a transition like that because you definitely run the risk of them deciding to not be in that transition anymore and to remain in their marriage so but you know what you always run that risk and so to me the way that he's choosing to handle this feels very childish to me to come back and be like she broke up with me and now I'm sad um and kind of like air all of their dirty laundry you were in a relationship the relationship ended mm-hmm. and it ended in a way that you didn't like and that's life sometimes yeah, right and that it feels vindictive to go public with it afterwards and and yeah publicly air all of this stuff doesn't feel because he made a statement where he's like really i do believe like he loved her judging by what, what he's saying like he really truly loved her and that's why he's so hurt but if this is someone that you love why would you put them through this? right <laughs> you because know what i mean hurt. Because hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so he's like, how can I how can I feel better about the situation? And the only thing I can come up with is to hurt you back because that's where I'm at mentally right now. And look, uh, you know, we've all been there. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for him. I, it's sad that he's feeling that way. But at the end of the day, you know, this is, you know, this is Jada and Will's relationship. And if they have come to terms with it, then it's none of our fucking yeah. business. And it's none of his fucking business anymore either, because at this point he's not involved in this relationship any longer. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, totally. I mean, I had thought that this was a open relationship situation Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. her and Will, according to her, her and Will were split up. So that does make it slightly different or they were separated. They're still married, but separated, which does make it a little bit different than it just being an open marriage situation. Because to me, when I was thinking that it was an open marriage situation, I was like, yeah, look, you have to go into that. All parties involved need to go into that with the same expectations. Right. Right. Open like, eyes. Yeah. All eyes need to be open. You cannot have it in the back of your mind. You can't say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That you you and Will are together. And, you know, I'm just a part of this relationship with you, Jada. Uh, and I understand where we're at. And then in the back of your mind, also be thinking, but I really hope it doesn't work out between you and Will. I really hope you choose me. Mm. Like you can't have those Which feelings. Which certainly is what he felt. Absolutely. Certainly. Absolutely. And I understand that. That's a very human feeling. But you are setting yourself up to get hurt. Oh, yeah. I, I know. go into it like yeah, that. Yeah. It, it is, it is yeah. human though when well, your heart I, gets involved to not, um, I mean, to not maybe be irrational sometimes. 
Right. And fantasize, yeah. of course. Well, like you think about what could be, mm-hmm. you know. To call it a cheating scandal, though, to me, like the idea of it being a cheating scandal just feels so fucking ridiculous because it'd be like, to me, at this point, I'm looking at like, okay, Christina, you're getting divorced. Your divorce mm-hmm. is not final. You have no plans at all to ever reconcile with your ex. And so that would be like people saying you're having a cheating scandal with Eric because you're not right. divorced yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's so fucking even, ridiculous. Even like, if it was an open relationship situation, which is what I thought initially, right? even if it was that, exactly. that's not cheating. That's everybody involved are adults. They should be able to make this mm-hmm, decision mm-hmm. and handle the situation as adults. Um, just because somebody was clearly incapable of that doesn't mean that it was a cheating scandal. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but they, lo- people love, they love, love it. And they love tearing down couples that look strong or seem mm-hmm. strong. They love seeing that shit deteriorate. It mm. makes things like very, very well, juicy. Build it up. It's to the tear same down. thing. This leads into the other thing I wanted to talk about is that, well, we all know and are glad that cops have been canceled. The show cops. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the show, yeah. the show yeah, cops has been canceled. So on Twitter, the latest thing is like, they want to start a show called shops where it's like video of people <laughs> fucking losing their goddamn minds in retail stores. Oh my God. So okay. this, I'm here this for was that. on USA <laughs> Today. I guess you could go on Twitter and it's hashtag Karen's gone wild showing people yeah. like literally like going crazy in stores or on the streets, like smartphones documenting people losing their goddamn minds. I mean, we've said it like if you've never worked in customer service, retail or food, oh man, are you in for a treat because people are so bananas and so irrational. Like I remember working as a hostess at Applebee's when I was 16. And then again, whenever I I didn't work face to face, but I did like tech customer support. Wow. Like you... uh, you expect other people to react to situations the way that you, a rational human being, would, and man, they do not. But no, do not. I will say that no, the thing now is that we all carry video cameras in our pockets, and these people mm-hmm. are losing their fucking jobs. They're losing their homes. Mm-hmm. They're, it's like, it's legit. I don't understand how you can have a super public, mega racist meltdown like and not expect the <laughs> exactly i'm just like oh my god and every day it feels like there's a new one that tech ceo the other you day you know what's the best oh god he's terrible but you know what is the best though <laughs> that i've seen recently because i'll be honest like i have been trying to avoid watching stuff like that just because I'm just like God it became they called it doom scrolling right. it became a thing mm-hmm. where it's like you were just scrolling to look at awful shit all the time however I did see one I've seen a couple of them actually I've seen a couple of them where they're fucking somebody up they're being really shitty they're ultra carrying out and then they turn around and realize they're being oh, filmed yeah. Yes, And the look on their face uh-huh. when they realize they're mm-hmm. being filmed and how because they're, I do think people are starting to understand like your life will be ruined 
yep. because of this. Your life can potentially be ruined because of this. And so more often people are then backing up and walking away. And I think that that is the power that we mm-hmm. as citizens yeah. now have by having these like video recorders in but our pockets all the time. Arrest. We got like citizens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put this on Twitter and let people do what they yeah, do. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's so great to me for two reasons. Number one, if this is what teaches people that their actions and their words have consequences, then so be it. Good. Because you should, as a fucking adult human being trying to navigate the world, take a second and consider your words and actions before you unleash them on a person, especially like a retail worker or someone in food service or or anyone. You should just like... That's what we do as people, you know, do unto others kind of thing. So if that instills that value in people, fucking great. Also, number two. I hope that that's what it's doing, though. I hope it's actually instilling that value instead of just going deeper underground. Because I have a feeling that some people, I mean, it's not going to stop them from being racist or shitty. It's just going to take that somewhere else. Uh, But, you know, if it saves that one waitress or waiter or (laughs) retail worker having to suffer abuse then but yeah number two is i am as the great marie kondo is a big fan of mess i love mess i love mess messy 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 so i i am that person that's just like there is something about sometimes getting lost in a rabbit hole down those videos where i'm like especially after the week that I've had that's been like really, really insane and and so very much on the corona coaster that it almost makes you feel better because you're <laughs> like, well, I didn't have to go through that, luckily. So, you know, yeah. things things aren't that bad. Do you, do you know something that might make you feel good? Okay, Anthony and I, and Anthony is not somebody who's like into reality TV at all. In fact, he openly scorns it, much to my chagrin, most <laughs> of the time. Um, but last night, you know, we finished all of our work, which after working all day and then doing podcast mm-hmm. stuff, usually the time that we actually get to like sit down and like hang out together, it's like eight thirty or nine. And so we sat down and I he actually called it pulling a Chris because I kept pulling up. <laughs> I, I pulled up the video first of Demi Lovato singing Take Me to Church mm-hmm. Live, which is amazing. I love her. She's incredible. Oh. And so that then led us down a rabbit hole of videos, music videos. It, that um, is pulling a Chris. That is yes, a real yes. Chris move. But where we ended up, <laughs> and I can't recommend this enough, where we ended up was watching the inspiring compilations from various music talent shows. So the X Factor, like, you know, the voice, like all of these ones where they make compilations of like just the best ones, like where it's like the most moving, the most emotional, the most touching, the happiest ones. Like none, I don't want to watch somebody fail. I want to watch somebody get their dream. (laughs) And we spent literally like, 
two hours just watching videos of people shocking the judges with incredible vocals oh, and like great. telling their stories of like, you know, inspiring, wonderful <laughs> stories and then watching them like get success. And it like literally I cried. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. like, I'm like, I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> so if you're feeling like you need to just feel okay about the world for like five seconds. I know it's reality. I know it's not like reality shows, which means I know it's not actual reality. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. But man, if it didn't just like feed my heart and soul. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's it was awesome. lovely. I think that's what I'll transition to next. Because yeah, I, d- I did go down a <laughs> rabbit hole with just people. I mean, it it starts off with that that video of that one woman getting slapped in the convenience store, and I'm just like, so fucking. I mean, good. So. bless up. I I have oh. to say that one does fill me with a certain amount of joy <laughs> so when I watch joy. it. I try not to um, take joy in seeing people get fucked up, but mm. it, it, there is something to be said. I remember we had this conversation in 2016 when Richard Spencer, that Nazi, got slapped mm. super mm-hmm. hard. I think he got punched in the face. And there wasn't a debate online about about it because we're like, no, we should rise above it. We should be better. And then there's also the other side that's just like, no, you know what? Punch yep. a Nazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Punch him. What Fuck the hell? Your actions have consequences, <laughs> folks. Stupid games, stupid prices. I mean, there are times when I see people, again, not, advoca- not advocating violence, but there are times <laughs> when I see people who are acting yep. out like on those Karen Gone Wilds or whatever, where I'm just like, oh, you've never been punched in right. the mouth before. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Like nobody has ever like, like wrecked your life. Yeah, I no. can tell. And like, it's just going to take one person. Mm. You're going to get in the face of the wrong person. <laughs> it's funny to me because I feel like, you know, I feel like it's these, these people who are like, were like the first generation of people who never were raised with spankings. I know this is the most grandma oh. shit to say, but you know what I'm saying? But it does remind me of like people who have just like, you've never had consequences to your actions. But never. you know what? More you often than not, away. more often than not though, it's less likely to be millennials or Gen Zers acting yeah. like this. Right. No, that's why I said is, first generation of it. So these are like Gen Xers, it's right? boomers. Like oh, I feel like I'm I seeing... I think these are early Gen Xers. Whenever oh, I was 16, okay, when I was 16, I was working at Applebee's and so when I was 16 the people who were the middle aged people were boomers Mm -hmm. and they were it was almost always women occasionally Mm -hmm. it would be men but it was almost always middle aged women who would lose their shit Mm -hmm. lose their shit if something didn't go their way and so I'm just like y'all are acting like not you Cassie but I'm just like very often boomers online will act as though also millennials not a boomer, but whoa <laughs> no not Thanks. you that's why i said wow. not you <laughs> but like boomers online will act as though millennials and gen zers are like these hyper entitled and i'm like we're entitled cuz i've seen no. the way you mm-hmm. act whenever somebody brings you like the wrong side of mayonnaise you yeah. know like uh, <laughs> like i asked for sriracha mayo no they're not asking for sriracha mayo yeah. let's be real yeah. no they're not that's, that's got nothing that spicy um, excuse me, I asked for regular mayo. You brought me the sriracha super spicy mayo. Um, no, it, it's true though. Here's question, because it does seem to be the same age group, regardless of where we are landing. Do you think it's menopause? <laughs> Do you think these women are like oh, hitting that no. menopause stream and are like fucking wilding out? Well, but you know, last I checked though, menopause doesn't make you oh. racist. So. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have the side effects of the Ambien. <laughs> 
No. No. Oh, that's Did somebody use that? Who used that as an mm. excuse? Roseanne. Were they, yeah. Was it Roseanne? Yes. She was like, oh, yeah, I, I was racist because of Ambien. <laughs> mm. It was the Ambien. Oh, my God. Let me do it. No, I mean, Jesus. I know I get hangry and I can get a little short or whatever. But, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make me... <laughs> No, no, it does not. It doesn't make me yell at a fucking barista about wearing a mask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you hear? Do you hear? She now she her latest thing is that she feels she's entitled to a cut of the money. So I'm like, she Uh, she uh, wants to speak to the manager of GoFundMe. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. So for people who don't, I need to know. Yeah. So for people who don't know the situation, um, there was. A situation at a Starbucks where a woman was told to leave because she did not have a mask on uh, by a young man. He was like a 21-year-old barista. He's just trying to do his job, right? And he's like, sorry, store policy. You can't be in here for the safety of our customers and ourselves. You uh, need to leave and go get a mask and then you can come back. And she lost her shit. Lost her shit. And I love people who tell on themselves, let me tell you, because it was her who took the video. Yeah. (laughs) She took the video and she's like pointing out, she's following this poor kid through the store. This guy is infringing on my liberties. This guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, You know, trying to reverse Mm -hmm. Karen him and out Mm -hmm. him online. And instead it backfired tremendously. Of course. course. Because you're a fucking Um, moron. Everyone lashed out at her and they started a GoFundMe for this kid. Uh, He's like a 21 year old musician or whatever. And they started this like GoFundMe for him and it made so much money. And now she's like, hey, I'm entitled to some of that money. I made you famous. Oh, fuck you, Mm. bitch. No, ma'am. No. You're not my manager. (laughs) No. You're not my agent. Mm -hmm. You don't get 15%. Yeah. She doubled down too on the crazy in the interview. She was just like, she went into anti-vax shit and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, yo. And you were vacuuming the grass out there. Like what? Speaking of vacuuming the grass, you said that the other day and I was, I I swear to you, I had a vacuum in the grass moment because some dude across the street was straight up yelling in his phone and it was like just dark enough outside to be like, what the what? I love it when they let you in on their conversation. That makes me so happy. I'm like, yeah, up that volume, (laughs) Mm -hmm. up that volume, like three points. He's like pacing up and down the sidewalk. I'm not, listen, I'm not mad at you, but I'm just mad at the situation. I'm like, oh, aren't you? Because I hear this. What did she do? I don't know but it was, i think it was some kind of customer service shit too so i'm certain oh, he's just man. he was just losing his fucking mind i'm all like mm-hmm. <laughs> listen again as somebody who worked in customer support like over the phone or via uh, text or whatever or via chat i get it like i understand because i only contact customer support if i am at the end of my fucking yeah. rope i will do the internet exists youtube exists mm-hmm. i will do everything i will get on reddit i will watch every youtube video to try and solve this problem mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and if i can't do it that's when i call customer support so i am already <laughs> at the edge so i get it i used to get it when people would call and they're like pissed this the moment you get on the phone with them oh like i understand it but even then i i like to tell my customer service people i'm like i understand that this is not your fault yeah. <laughs> i totally get that you're just doing your job i'm just frustrated yeah <laughs> you know he was saying those words 
but was not inflecting that tone <laughs> at all. He's screaming it. He's like, ah, what's your number? What's your, what's your like, uh, employee number? And oh, he's like, my God. He's like, 302 isn't an actual employee number. He's like, I want a real employee. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And then he's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm like, you're mad at her. You are yeah. mad at her. And oh, this woo. poor lady, she is like, all she's doing all day is answering phone calls. Like, oh, that poor woman. I never again mm, never mm. again do i want to work in that situation Wait, hi talk so much too now about vacuuming the grass that now people are sending us stuff on our facebook group i love it there was I somebody that posted somebody who like screenshot behind her and there was like a couple breaking up in the car next to her in the parked <gasps> car next to her and i was like what? go on <laughs> what's going on and she's like couldn't hear it but she's just watching the body language of it and i was like that's still good tea that's still good tea have you ever had have you ever had a moment like that in public <laughs> that may just be lifted but it's still good tea i don't know that i have ever talked about this on the podcast i probably have because i imagine i would have but when me and my okay okay so my ex and i had broken up but we were still living together because I was mm. trying to figure out how to move. Yeah, great scenario. Um, and I already hear where this is going. He, it's going to be so good. Yes. He was moving um, back to the Midwest. And so he had a goodbye party um, actually at a, a place where we've been, where I met Bill Nye mm-hmm. at Laurel Tavern. So oh. he was having a goodbye party. Um and I went and I was just like, you know what? I'm tired. I, I've got to take you to the airport tomorrow. I'm going to go home. I think it was the night I met Bill Nye. It was the night I met oh, Bill shit. Nye. Actually, it was. Full mm-hmm. circle. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to go home or whatever. And he was like, my, my cousin's in town. Like, do you mind if I like spend the evening with my cousin? I'm like, we're not even together anymore. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And he somehow, something in my tone must have conveyed to him that like I was saying it's fine, but I was not meaning Uh it was fine. And I really did mean it was fine because I was like, I want to go home and I'm tired. And so he followed me outside Laurel Tavern. Mm. And we had, I've never done this before or since, a loud (gasps) public fight on the sidewalk screaming at each other. Like we were like probably three or four feet away from each other yelling at each other to the point where like somebody was like walking down the sidewalk and tried to step in because he was like a, a young dude and I think he was trying to step in for my benefit to be like like listen and you were like mind like, your no. fucking business <laughs> no I, I wasn't but my ex-boyfriend was he's like mind your business this doesn't concern oh. you and I was oh. just like oh fuck I'm gonna go <laughs> but I, I still think about that sometimes because I'm like messy messy dude. messy just mm. like loud only like a 20 something can do in front yes for sure I was like 22 or 23 like loud public in front of well, other people you guys know Adam and I decided to get a divorce and drunk in oh, the back God. of a lift on the way home oh yeah driver. so the amount of tea that fucking lift driver had on the way home well, I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That poor Lyft driver, or is that the Lyft you want to be driving? Because <laughs> yes. you're just like, oh, shit. You're taking mental notes. You're He's writing shit down. <laughs> He's taking the long way. He goes around corners and shit. You're like, wait, why is this drive? This drive is taking a really long time. Oh, man. Well, we have one up on our board that we've been talking about for a while for Fuck, Mary Kill, and that's Matthew McConaughey characters. <gasps> 
You know I oh. love Matthew McConaughey so much. Oh, I, I do, do too. I do too. Um, okay. I love this. All right. Okay. So characters. Um, well, I, I'm going to pick um, his character from uh, Mike. Uh, uh, yep. Magic Mike. Ooh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Oh God, I'm gonna pick True Detective. Oh shit! Or do I True want Detective? Or dude, do I want Days Confused? Matthew McConaughey. Do you want Days Confused? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I feel like we have to throw that in there. So we'll do True Detective, Dazed and Confused, and Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Okay. okay. Well, this one we're we're gonna definitely mu- fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. Mary yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad about this at all. Because <laughs> man, it's a bit of a mess because <sighs> I think Maria that Kondo Matthew will love this episode. I I have to say, <laughs> I think Matthew McConaughey. I love him. I think that he's hot. I think that he's funny. I think that he's actually really, really smart. Um, he teaches now, and I'm I'm surprised by how smart he is. Surprisingly, he's woke. He's super woke and wise. And well, he so here's a little bit of background about him. He he like my father grew up and was really surrounded by the black community. So he had a lot of hidden things that himself had to expose because he was like, oh, I grew up around these people so I can say and my work is done. My work is Mm -hmm. done. And so for him, it was really, I'll tell you what, that video is fucking wise. It's, it's eye opening. I think he's smart. He's surprisingly smart. It is. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe my dad who posts shit, who's like the most pro Trump shit posted this. And I was like, this is the wisest, most woke thing you've ever, ever posted. I can't, A, I can't believe you fucking watched wow. it. Wow. <laughs> B, yeah. and shared it. And like, he posted a thing on the 4th of July that I really liked that was basically like, you know, this one feels different. We're going through some growing pains as a country right now. Like, McConaughey for president. I yeah. like him. I do. Kanye. But, as, oh Christ! <laughs> but as much as uh, I don't want to remind people that he's running. <laughs> oh God! Keep it under wraps. Um, as much as I like Matthew McConaughey, these characters are difficult. Uh, they're they're problematic. All of them. They're they I have know. their issues. So uh, <laughs> the True Detective, he was incredible in True Detective. I thought that Dude, he was be- amazing. But I'm like, that man is haunted. That character is but haunted. That is, and I don't know if I want to commit that myself. That is the <laughs> hottest he has mm. ever been. There was something about him in yeah. that freaking tucked in shirt. And I was just like, oh mm. my. But, but okay, but here's God. the problem, Christina. With True Detective McConaughey, you're getting two McConaughey's, yeah. all right? You're getting the, like, tucked-in McConaughey, V-Hot, <laughs> got his shit together. Seems like things are going well for him. And then you have the, like, 15 years later McConaughey, he's got a ponytail. That's why He you looks just like he him. hasn't showered. That's why you don't marry this one. Yeah, you, you fuck, you fuck him early, and then you get the fuck out. Because, yeah, I am, I am fucking <laughs> Fuck him early and fuck him out. And I, I'll have to say, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed because they did show him like fucking home dude's wife in that show. Didn't look like mm. a great fuck, if I'm honest. It was really. Uh, well, and honestly, 20 as seconds. the case goes on. Yeah. And as, as the Same, case though. goes on, Same. he might be able to last longer. 
he might be able to last longer as he becomes progressively more haunted through the series, but it's going to be a Fox Mulder yeah. fuck situation mm. where he is not thinking about you. He's lasting longer because he's literally not thinking about right. sex at all. Things. Like he's only thinking about the worst things of all time. So yeah, you 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 simply cannot marry him. Mm-mm. You can't do it. And I'm not. I've oh, I got a confession. I got a confession to make. I've never seen Magic <gasps> Mike. Oh, well, that's my movie. Oh, for the next. Oh my god, I'm crazy in love. Oh, actually, there I is know, a love funny. story in it, loosely. Yeah, very loose. The loose. So I don't know anything about Magic that character Mike except for that he's is, hot. Okay, so he plays the owner of that's brilliant the male strip club. I see a lot of lawbreakers out there tonight. Oh, I mean. I have seen that clip. <laughs> He's hot. Yeah. Let's be real. He's terrible in that role. I mean, like, honestly, he, it's a terrible role. It's a terrible character. Is he a bad person? It's not. Can we not marry him either? Because we absolutely cannot marry <laughs> Dazed and Confused Guy. Well, here's the you problem, can't. though. So many people did marry Dazed and Confused Guy back in the 70s. Oh. And they hopefully grow oh, out God. of that stage. Mm. I don't know. But that's. It's 2020. It Nobody is marrying Listen. dazed and confused guy. We can't do it. Oh, man. Oh, no. I, mean, I think you have to, to marry and then subsequently divorce Magic Mike, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. You know, he's he's a businessman, at least. You know what I mean? You yeah. You might get some exactly. money out of it, I guess. At yeah. the end. Oh. I, I mean, you get to be surrounded by a bunch no of people. No shit. Huh? And... That's true. You could find your next husband. Uh, amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm yeah, going. Yeah, I suppose that's the only call. You have to marry him. Mm-hmm. You fuck true detective. I'm I'm okay, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I'll fuck true detective guy mm-hmm. early on and then remain friends but not fuck him later on because I want to try friends. and fix him. You know, I need I need him to have somebody in his life for when things get real dark. And um, you're tr- trying to prevent scraggle hair, McConaughey. I'll, I'll be the yeah, I'll I be the sacrificial lamb. He's gonna call me drunk on a whole bottle of Seagram Seven Ooh. at like <laughs> three Ooh. in the morning. That sounds like a project. That sounds like a project. It's, it's and I'm, I'm trying to steer clear of those these days. Yeah, no, no more projects I, for me. Look, look, I know I'm making a mistake. I know it's a mistake. <laughs> But still, probably what I will do as as the resident Pisces in the room. Um, I know I'm gonna fucking leave him. That's it. One night stand. And then you gotta you gotta kill. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. You gotta mm-hmm. kill fucking dazed and confused McConaughey. That mustache, criminal. <laughs> that hair, the way that hair is parted, horrifying. I mean, it it's like screams a bowl 70s, cut. Though. It's a mess. It's screams seventies. Yeah. Well, and that personality that peaked in high school, yep. still hanging out with high school kids, no, that's you. the worst. You, I hate it. The worst, worst. The worst. He is so Ugh. better than Ben Affleck in that movie. Hard. And ben Affleck in that <laughs> movie is the fucking worst human being on the planet. Gross. <laughs> True. Gross. But I am, okay, so solid. I am 100% with Keegan. I here's my reason for not going for and having to kill McConaughey from Days and Confused, which I personally think is the hottest of the Matthew McConaughey's um, because <gasps> I'm here for that dirty, gross stash. And I think he's so fucking hot in that movie. And I, I, don't give a fuck. I fully I don't, don't disagree. Uh, his hair is 
He's so Wrong. tan. He's so tan that his hair is nearly flesh toned. <laughs> I can't. It is true. It is true. Oh, I don't shit. care. I don't care. But I am gonna kill him because you know that is gonna be the worst fucking lay of oh, your life. For he sure. is uh, used to fucking a bunch of teenage girls, gross. and your ass is gonna like no. That's gonna be fucking. Oh, it's dude, bad. there's something something about him in that movie that makes me think he he wouldn't be able to stay hard. No. You know, no, no, whiskey yeah. dick For all day. Sure. That's a yeah. whiskey dick and motherfucker. And also, that is a motherfucker who a hundred percent does not reciprocate. Like that oh, man no. does not There's go down on any. He does no foreplay. Does not eat pussy. Yeah. You're no. exactly right. Yeah, a hundred. Exactly right. And, and he's gonna do that thing that I know we all hate, which is like push your head. Push down. your oh, head down. Oh, God. <laughs> you know he will. You know he will. I hate it. Yep, yeah, nope. you can't do it. There's you gotta kill that. No one. fulfilling relationship that's coming out of that at all no <laughs> nope. and honestly nope. just by process of elimination i'm going to marry the magic mike version and i'm going to fuck the uh, true detective only based off of your recommendations because i have never seen true detective. you know actually oh, and too I, scary. I look i actually think i might change my answer here uh-oh uh-oh realizing fully that this is a mistake <laughs> Potentially, Keegan, no, you don't marry but True Detective here, like, McConaughey. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I've not seen Magic Mike, so I guess I can't really say. But I mean, at least True Detective McConaughey in the beginning, like he's a justice-oriented person. He seems like a a nice human being. Like maybe. If he just had somebody supportive at home. (laughs) No, Keegan, it doesn't work. You can't fix him. No projects. Fine. No projects. I'll stick with my original answer. You're right. Obviously. (laughs) This is why I can never be single again. A hundred percent. I'd be like, that one looks broken. (laughs) (laughs) Let me take this baby bird home. Yeah. Mend its wing. Let me pull out I my I feel like having my box. credit wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, it's shit. bad. You guys want to take five and oh, come wait, back with stories? Wait. First of all, this is my worst date. I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. I'm Christina. Hi. Um, also, we have two new patrons mm-hmm. that we need to shout oh, out today. Yes. Uh, so I want ooh, to give ooh. a shout out to Sabrina Motok. Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to our Patreon family. <laughs> what is up? And also to Michelle Jace. Hi. hi Thank hi. you for joining us on Patreon. Uh, please let us know if you have any Fuck Mary Kill suggestions. We mm-hmm, would love mm-hmm. to hear them. Let us know which Matthew McConaughey characters we should have included <laughs> in this. <laughs> Wait, so Michelle, I think, is actually a friend of the pod, uh, Kelly from Booby and Newbies oh, friend. Who yes. they said that they went, so they drove from LA because Kelly moved to uh Minnesota. Min- yep. And so they did the drive out together and she said they were listening to um our podcast on the way and we're like who raised you amazing (laughs) oh my gosh i love it she also if she's who i'm thinking of she has the most amazing hair Mm -hmm. ever beautiful beautiful uh so thank you guys so much it really does mean the world to us to have you in our patreon family and we'll get your stickers and pins out to you asap yay all right let's take five and we'll come right back with stories sounds good 
And we're back. Sorry, okay. I just poked you right on the fucking shoulder you're like, like a hey, monster. Like you're my, back. Like you're my sister. Like, hey, you're going to do the thing. Uh, I hate poking. Sorry. I actually didn't mean it to be a poke. <laughs> I hate it too. Like I instantly was like, I, I'm sorry. You I know what? Cut it, my it didn't off. even no. bother me, but I can't remember the last time I've been poked, actually. Like no. it didn't bother me. But now that I think about it, I'm like, God, yeah, I haven't been poked in a while. And I have three brothers. <laughs> can't remember the last time. Uh, anyway, oh, Christina, man. do you hey. want to kick us off with some stories? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I got this gem from a Reddit thread mm. that was talking about worst meet the parents. Story. Oh, <gasps> the best. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, shit. Me and my ex-girlfriend were already two months into our relationship when she wanted to introduce me to her parents. Two months the is evening. acceptable, I feel. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, totally. acceptable. That's totally. Funny. The evening before, we had Mexican food, and I oh. like it really spicy. Oh, no. I- no. <laughs> Already, oh, I'm like, God, no. did your asshole just get oh, torn to pieces no. at her parents' oh, house? No. I'm so nervous. I-, I ate a lot because I was really hungry that day. Then, the next morning, my stomach started to really hurt. I took two painkillers laid down a little bit and started to feel better. I went on to the meeting, which was at my girlfriend's home. We had a good conversation about everything and I thought her parents are gonna get along with me really well. Well, sooner or later, the inevitable massive dump from the meal the day before started to make its way through my digestive system and knocked at my asshole. We know, you know what? That's a brilliant way to write that because you know that I am of the three of us. I am the one who's like probably the least like likely to discuss these things in polite society. (laughs) However, it is a perfect way of putting it because we all know what that feels like. You know, Mm. it's coming, right? You got like a 15 minute heads up. That like yeah. stuff's moving. Mm-hmm. It's it traveling on its way. <laughs> and the train it, has left the station. And then when it lands and you're like, okay, we cannot wait one more second. Like we have to go to the bathroom right now. We're here. <laughs> he said it knocked at his asshole. That's so fucking funny. Oh, oh my God. Whew. Also, the painkiller's effect wore off, so I excused myself to go to the toilet. I've I never taken it. a painkiller for, like, Gas? shit problems. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, jeez. It's never been that well, bad. I locked the door, pulled my pants down, and as soon as my butt touched the toilet seat, brown water sprayed out of my ass. Oh Needless god. to say, oh my god, I was taking a drink. I almost choked. That's disgusting. How are we not like twelve-year-old boys? Like this podcast isn't for normal people. That's this podcast disgusting. is for twelve-year-old fucking boys. Oh my god, I'm crying right now. Oh it makes god. me think of that scene in Bridesmaids where she's like, "It's coming yes. out of me like lava." <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm oh disgusted. I'm so disgusted. Needless to say, the sound of my farts were incredibly loud. Oh, Oh, and the smell. It was simply disgusting. My dump went on for about four to five minutes with constant sprays of smelly, watery shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. We call that a diet starter. Had a situation where you know, like, it 
like <laughs> you <laughs> did something very audible very or audible even if it's not you know audible it's not quiet for enough. me like if you can manage to be quiet or whatever but you know like you can't help it if something like smells bad oh Jesus. and then you have the cold sweat that sets in when somebody is like waiting outside and they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go in and go to the bathroom you're now like, and you're like wait it. no it smells like febreze poop <laughs> You're gonna oh know. You need to give it Dude. at least twenty minutes. <laughs> I All I can think fan. of is the fact that if if there's a dump big enough, mm. like I live in a one bedroom apartment, <laughs> okay. it's like five hundred and fifty square feet. If I'm lucky, there have been times where I've taken dumps so smelly it smelled up all the oh, way into the stop. kitchen. Yep. No. Listen, listen, you guys. <laughs> I I grew up with five brothers. I have two parents and oh. two bathrooms oh, in our God. house. And n- not to say that, you know, they're like, listen, my pa- my brothers and my sister are, are all a lot older than me, but there was times when we were all there. So I mm-hmm. have the lowest threshold of bullshit. If I walk in and it smells like shit after you, I'm not the person like, <laughs> let's be honest. I'm like, yep, shit happens. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you have to shit at somebody's house, let it be my house because I have the most forgiving palate for shit like that. <laughs> I mean, of course, rationally in my brain, I know of this course. person can't help it. It's yeah. fine, but I can't help. But just like, is there anything slightly like more disconcerting than walking into a room and unexpectedly smelling somebody else's oh, like, God. leftover I think, shit smell. I, like, I, I, I think what's worse for me is when you sit down and the toilet seat's warm. Oh. There's something about that that Ew. I don't Absolutely like that. Not. Ew. <laughs> That's the worst. Mm. Okay, mm. you nailed it. Oh my I God, nailed and it. when you're in a public, oh, Oh, that happens often when like back in the days before corona when you could actually go to concerts that's What's when that? it would happen is because like the lines were long mm. and it's just like warm ass after warm oh. ass has sat on that seat oh. and even if you put down like a seat cover which you should even in times before corona even if you put down a seat cover if you still feel that like slight body heat mm, Yep. No, thank you. Just a reminder of how many different asses have been on there. Oh, okay. I like it. That makes me want to get seat covers for my toilet. (laughs) After finishing, my butthole burned like a fucking forest fire. Yep. We call those hot snakes (laughs) in this house. Yeah. (laughs) I call this episode hot snakes. Hot snakes. The green apple quick steps. I wiped my ass, pulled my pants up, and tried to flush. No. Nothing. No. 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 There is nothing worse. There is nothing worse. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you where you have like the immediate panic of like, what if it doesn't? Have you ever clogged someone else's toilet? Yes. In every situation which I have found myself in a clogged toilet situation, there has been a plunger. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Right next to the toilet, mm-hmm. in which I have been able to properly take care of that business. Hallelujah, Thank Jesus. amen. Yeah. yeah, I've never, never had an overflow situation. Oh, oh, oh me neither. No, wait, no, no, <laughs> no. So, to give you a brief overlook over the whole situation, I'm at my girlfriend's house, her parents in the living room, waiting for me to return from the toilet. While I took a sick dump that smelled like a thousand dead rats, and now I'm unable to flush the brown sauce swapping in the toilet. <laughs> oh my god! Why did you not give us a trigger warning brown. for this story? <laughs> like, see, 
imagery. The imagery. I just had brown gravy the other Uh, night, and now I can't uh, ever again, actually. (laughs) My God, I'm fucking dying. I looked around and found a bucket for cleaning purposes Uh, under the wash basin. You can't. I love people's MacGyver solutions. It's a bad idea. It's a bad no. idea. I appreciate no. A for no. effort, but no. Never, ever, ever try to be a shit MacGyver. Never. You will always make things work. You're just going to make it work. You're going to end up between two window seals like that one lady in Britain. Yeah. Uh, she got stuck between the windows trying to get her shit out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need you to elaborate. Oh, God. This episode is going to be a million years long, but I need you to elaborate because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you didn't hear the story? No. Okay. Oh, yes. oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. I don't oh. want to interrupt. But okay. A quick version. Woman, yes. Britain, pooped, toilet, new date. She couldn't flush it. So she scooped it out, tried to throw it out the window, but the window was two window panes and so it got, got stuck, stuck in the middle. I'm she tried to get it out and got stuck in the fucking window. So dude face had to call the fucking squad to like get her out. I'm really that sorry, happened. first of all, if I yelled in your ear. I'm really trying to not do that anymore. But yeah. Um sorry. Um okay. Yeah, yeah that's the worst. Never, never try in MacGyver. And that sounds like something that I might try to do. Like in a panic, no. throw your shit out the window. Oh, totally. Shit MacGyver. You find I'm you find that like under the sink, you find like a a fish net that somebody had for their goldfish five years ago and you try and fish your poop out. No, you get the toilet oh, paper because you're just catapult it out. Get out of there. Oh my god, I just cringe. Just thinking about wet toilet paper touching wet <laughs> shit and just trying to fucking deal. Oh my god. I wish we were uh, recording this. Uh, I'm gonna throw up. Oh my god, you guys, I'm sorry. Anyway, please right. just get okay. through this okay. story. Okay, so I filled the bucket with water from the basin Mm -hmm. and poured it into the toilet. Right. After about three to four (laughs) buckets, the toilet was as clean as before. Yeah. But diarrhea can be a bitch. And after I was finally finished, my stomach started to hurt again. again. No. The clever boy that I was, I figured that. Shitting into the bucket was probably way faster to clean things up again. I knew so it I, was going to go there. I knew it. I was like, he's going to take a dump in this fucking bucket. What? I, I, I pulled my pants down again, sat on the bucket, and started the whole procedure Mean, Meanwhile, why would you do this? Can we also address that he has now been in this bathroom for, for like three hours, approximately easily. an eternity. Like... <laughs> Forever, people are going to call the police because they need to know. What's they up. need to do a wellness check on the person in the bathroom. Oh my God, of course, my girlfriend was curious what took so long on the toilet and came to look after me. Well, after the non-functional flush, there was another thing her parents forgot to tell me about, and that was the fact that the lock of the bathroom wasn't closing properly. Oh, oh she can't so- see you shitting on a bucket. So there I was, sitting on a plastic bucket full of watery shit, the toilet full of disgusting okay, parts, but why and my, my why girlfriend brought in? her mother along no! to the why? not locked toilet. Sorry. Why? Wait, why? No. Why? Why? No. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you just walk in? Who just walks in? No. Anybody? No. Who just walks in? You Nobody knock, and then you'd be like, occupado, you know, like, go away. No. 
No, no. I'm just, sorry. We're, I, I'm I'm changing my name and I'm leaving town. I'm ghosting the fuck out of this relationship. No Ablo. No Ablo. Fucking boyfriend's parents walked in on you Mm-mm. shitting in a bucket Mm-mm. in their No, I would no. die. I would disintegrate into the ground. I would never recover from uh, that shit. Furthermore, right furthermore you finally bring a guy home to meet no. your parents. No. And he's shitting in a bucket. No. And you're fucking mad. Could you fucking imagine? You, you could you uh, fucking imagine. I'm literally in my mind, my parents like the most fucking white bread motherfuckers on the planet. And Chris is shitting into a goddamn bucket. The first I, time we wouldn't be married right now because he them. the first oh time God. I'm like you don't have enough respect for my bathroom <laughs> like and you know the mom is looking at that like I that's my cleaning bucket like I fill that with pine salt to clean the bathtub like I can't use that anymore I'm, uh, I'm literally, I'm literally sobbing right now everywhere. oh my god Oh, honey. I can just see it so vividly. Oh. Whew. Cassie's need- left the building. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> there is something so anxiety provoking about meeting your significant other's parents in the first place. Like, it is, there is something so, like, uh, oh it my God. It literally doesn't need to be worse than what it, it already it is. Like, no, honestly. Was that the end of the story, by the way? Like, how does he yo, escape from this? No, nope, he doesn't. It. <gasps> Why? Oh. Why would he not elaborate on what happens next? When we've been married for 50 years. Yeah, but they broke oh, up I know, immediately. I wish. They had to have mm. broken up immediately. I would have moved yeah. to another country. Well, he, he did start the thing while well, me and my ex-girlfriend. Oh, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, mine is going to sound super tame compared to that one, but it is still going to be semi-wild. All right. You don't you don't have a bucket shitter in your Listen, I wish. I'm going to start looking <laughs> bucket shitter is going to be my new search. My new search. <laughs> engine. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. <clears throat> I got mine from Reddit as well made plans to go to a park and walk some trails. He made sure to tell me to wear sneakers because we'd be doing a lot of walking. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, he's giving you a heads up so that you don't show up wildly overdressed. That's right. So smart. Yeah. Yeah, like appropriately dressed for the occasion. Um, Okay, so no big deal. The day of the plan, um, the day of our plans, it's major storms, obviously no hiking. So I just wear jeans and sandals. I get to his house and the first words out of his mouth are, I thought I told you to wear sneakers. All right, we're we're done. Okay, end of date. Goodbye. I'm going home. (laughs) Don't ever speak to me like that again. I I explained that I figured the park was no a no go because of the weather, and he insists that I change into my sneakers. A hundred percent, no, we're done already. Like <laughs> my my personality with this situation, yeah. I'm like, are are you going to make me go outside and do anything in the rain? A hundred percent, no, we're not doing I, I, this. 
I'm only pretending to hike because that's what you do when uh, you're like that's dating right. somebody. That's right. I don't even like hiking in optimal conditions, let oh, alone in fucking mud. I enjoy I hiking. I actually don't mind hiking in the mud either. I enjoy hiking, but let's be real. A first date or a first few dates, if you're hiking with somebody, the goal is still to be as like cute as possible. Totally. So you're still right. trying to look cute. You're wearing your new Fabletics gear. You have like a Fabletics. little bit of like no makeup makeup on and mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. hiding the fact that you cannot breathe mm-hmm. as you yep. are trying to scale the mountain bury so it deep down accurate. never bring yes up again. you bury it deep deep down so if you want me to try and hike in the rain on a first or second date absolutely fucking not well mm-hmm. i had tossed my uh my sneakers into the car that morning and in case the weather cleared up because we could still go or whatever i'm okay or i'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to fight over shoes. We get into his car and the weather gets worse, like a monsoon. So we go to dinner instead. When we get back from dinner, he invites me to come inside and watch movies. I say, okay, and start to walk inside. He stops me and says I should change back into my other shoes because it's muddy out and my sneakers are probably dirty. It had stopped raining uh, at this point, I think it was a little odd, but honestly, I hate wearing sneakers and was glad to be able to get back to the comfortable shoes. To be honest, that's the most normal thing he's done is right. like, is like, hey, your shoes might be covered in mud. Can you take your shoes off before you come into my yeah. house? And, like, I, all right. and I figure maybe he's just a clean freak. I walk to my car while he goes inside his house and I change my shoes real quick. As I'm sitting in my car, putting my shoes on, I look up and he's standing in the middle of the street yelling at me. I'm confused. So I stand up and ask, what's wrong? He starts yelling. I told you to get your shoes and change them inside, not change them in your car. You uh... ruined everything. What then, the fuck? Does he have then, some kind of weird foot fetish? Then, you want to see or change your shoes? He turns around and storms inside his house. I'm so confused. So I walk across the street to his house and the door is open. I take my shoes off and leave them at the porch thinking maybe he's just super weird about people wearing shoes in his house. I let myself in and he's literally pacing back and forth, breathing heavy and his face is bright red. Girl, you in danger. Get out. Get out. Get out. (laughs) He just keeps repeating that I ruined everything and that I didn't listen to him. I began, I'm, I, being the idiot that I am, just keep saying, What? I left my shoes on the porch so I I won't get anything on your floors. I don't know what the big deal is. Finally, he goes to sit down on his couch and says, Okay, I need to tell you something. I have a foot fetish. And I really wanted to watch you take off your sneakers and socks, but you ruined it. I think I need to go take a walk to cool down. Uh, I'm sorry. I think I need to get in my car and speed away immediately. I think you're going to cut off my feet and keep them in a cabinet in your house. I'm going to leave now because that, that is such an extreme reaction. If that was something that you whatever again i'm not gonna like yuck anybody's yum if you have a foot fetish good for you if you're not hurting anybody but to have that kind of reaction when you had not communicated that to the person is frightening like that's actually scary it's very controlling she's like i literally had no words i just turned around and walked out whatever your fetish is i'm not judging i've dated a few guys with foot fetishes i'm down but don't make a whole plan to involve someone in your fetish without their knowledge or consent and then get pissed off when the plan doesn't work out. Yeah. God damn. Exactly. exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Um, 
Yikes. Okay. (laughs) So this is an email that was sent to us. It says, Hey, Worsties. I previously wrote in the story about the 26-year-old air mattress-loving Star-Lord. Do you remember that one? Oh, man. Great. Um, But today I come to you with the absolute worst date I've been on. This one is much shorter, but still worth cringing over, and is the one from the five-word worst date thread I started a while ago. Yes. Oh, my God. For everybody that commented on that thread, Uh, you've got to elaborate on those stories. Yes. PSA to everyone who commented on that thread. We want all of your stories. Mm. Put the title, put your five-word um, horror stories, dating horror stories title in the subject line and then tell us the full length story because we want to know. Okay. Ooh, what if we give the one the who writes in the best one like a tote or something? Ooh, okay. Ooh, I'm done to do that. Okay. Let's do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway yeah. for sure. So, so yeah, if anyone commented on the five word worst date story you guys are already entered into the contest all you have to do is write in the worst date story with that and you'll be entered to win a tote and you know what i'm even willing to extend that if you are not in our facebook group and you didn't write in on the original thread but you have a good one that you can sum up in five words in the subject line and then give us the full-length story in the body, please do so, and you will also be included in the giveaway. I like it. I love it. Okay, let's do it. So until August 1st? Yep. Sounds good. For the month of July, you have all of July. Let's do (laughs) it. Okay. Time to set the scene. I was 19 and had just moved back from Texas from a pilgrimage to Pennsylvania to try and figure out who I was. Who goes to Pennsylvania for that? All I can picture, (laughs) all I can picture is that she did like an eat, pray, love situation, but like in Amish country, like in fucking like Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Her part was like cheese curds exactly a hundred percent yeah she's having like a she's praying in a barn you know what i'm saying for sure while there i found myself in a super crappy abusive relationship when i finally Mm. realized it was time to leave my toxic when i finally realized it was time to leave my toxic situation i called my best friend on a tuesday she flew out on the friday and we drove the trip from pennsylvania to texas this is the same friend who rescued me from the last date. So really, she's my soulmate. Aww. That's amazing. Your friend, you, you called your friend. Mm. You said you were in trouble and you needed her. She flew out that fucking week and drove with you Would back. Same. That's Would same. Would same. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Would yeah. same. After moving back, I was trying to get back into a dating groove and matched with this guy who we'll call Alex on Tinder. He was 24 and pretty all right and normal looking. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that way of describing it. He's all right. He's right. normal right. looking. Yeah. That's um, that's high praise for Tinder. He was 24. Oh, wait. I said that already. He played competitive disc golf and lived in a town three hours away and would always send me unsolicited dick videos. What? Oh, we no. Even met. No. <laughs> videos. Okay. Backtrack. Sir. We have to break this down. First of all, competitive disc golf. Okay. Again, you guys, it's find thing. your joy. 
you know, seek your passion. I think that that is all wonderful. If it's something that brings you joy and keeps you in shape, go for it. But in this shape, you get. I mean, disc golf. I think you have to do some like running around, right? Well, you just walk. It's like golf. You just walk. But I've I've done it before. We used to play frisbee golf in Ohio. There were some frisbee Uh, golf. Disc golf. Oh, yeah. Frisbee (laughs) golf for people that don't take it seriously. But you're not playing um, regulation, clearly. Exactly. (laughs) But it it can make your arm tired after a while, I guess. (laughs) You know? It's definitely not a contact sport. Let's put it that way. Oh, man. Okay. Be a lot cooler if it was. (laughs) Be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. Okay. He played competitive disc golf, lived in a town three hours away. So X and X. And he would always send me unsolicited dick videos before we had even met. But this isn't my worst dick video. So naturally, even with all those red flags, I went on a date with him anyway. My favorite. Oh, my worst dick video. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. Um, Video. That's so aggressive. I feel like a video is very aggressive. Like, a lot. A yeah. lot. It's um, extra. It's extra. It's unnecessary. After four months of random texting, he was going to a disc golf competition in my town. <laughs> we decided to meet up at Chipotle in separate cars. When I arrived, which Chipotle sounds delicious right mm. now. No shade at all mm. on having your first date at a Chipotle. When I arrived, I texted him, I'm here, and he was already inside in line. I joined him, rudely rudely cutting in front of a few people uh, since he hadn't thought to wait for me before getting in line. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, excuse, excuse me. me. Pardon sorry. me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm with I'm him. Actually, I'm with him. If I'm, you don't, I'm with him. Could you so wave sorry. or something so they know that I'm with you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he gave me an awkward side hug, completely Ugh. avoiding eye contact, Gross. and then the small talk started. I guess this man didn't want to hear about my day at work because he immediately thrusted his phone at me and goes, want to see my search history? No. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Christina, the look on your face, no, it was you. like something just dawned on you immediately. Awful. Oh. Why? Who's doing that? No. Why would you? No. What is this? The daily zeitgeist? Confused. Yes, exactly. No, thank you. And look, I do believe that you can tell a lot about a person. Agreed. Based on their search history. Don't like it. I, I would never. I wouldn't show you guys my search history. Mm-mm. Oh, I'd and show y'all you guys are my search best friends. Wild. I would show I you my search history. But that shit's shit. Clear. Oh, totally. Same. But that's what's funny about it. Like, I think that that's what's funny about it. Like, I wouldn't judge you. I mean, unless it was like dangerous. Here's the deal. I would show you my search history, but only because I know that my most sketchy searches are done in that incognito tab. Yes. So let's be real. You can look at my search history. That's where the porn porn is. My my phone does not automatically pull up Pornhub because it's always been in dark. That's exactly. That's, That's right. As far as my as as far as my like mainstream uh, yeah, Safari on my phone at, like, goes, that's never happened. It's never yeah. happened. They've never all, seen it. Okay, they don't know her. All you're gonna find are murder stories and jerk chicken recipes. That's right. Jerk chicken. Recipes. That's right. That's right. I also so have many, jerk recipes, but they're different. So many recipes. <laughs> that is also in my incognito mode. <laughs> 
so many oh. how do I propagate this plant searches. Oh, man. So yeah. many gardening searches. That's what's happening. I gotta be honest. I feel like I need to look right now and see what's on here. Good God. Oh. Um, okay. Confused, but also intrigued, I opened up his browser and he hadn't closed the porn tab from the night before. There I was in Chipotle while busty brunette gets railed in taxi cab is blaring yeah. through the phone. Oh my God. Can you imagine the shame? Um, Wait, what was the title of that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to write that down. Excuse me. Pull it up. Uh, with not even, it, just really, Dude. honestly, embarrassing. Come on. With not even an ounce of shame, he pauses the video, says, damn, that's a good one to save for later, bookmarks it, and then pulls up his search history. It's so, okay, even He's after this, purpose. he that's really wanted her to see his search history because even this after that, he pulls it up and he hands her the phone back uh, and it's filled with titties, frisbees, and Reddit searches. <laughs> that's oh. all that's in his search history. Why tracks. would he go out of his way to show that to you? Because he's a 24-year-old this- disc golfer. God. Yeah, is this a guy or is this a Mountain Dew flavor? Oh, oh my God. Oh. That should be on. I'm going to just going to say that. That, means- that human is, is the name of this fucking episode. I think that that needs to be on merch. I'm just going to say, is this a, is this a <laughs> person or a Mountain Dew flavor? Wow. I mean, come the fuck on. You're right. I'm just like. Are you what? Baja Blast or are you Code Red? Where do you fall? <laughs> code fucking red. This All is a Code day. Red. This is Code This is a Code Red flag. Red. Yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we finally get to the part at Chipotle where uh, we can choose our food. And I think to myself, if nothing else, I'm going to get free food out of this. Without a second glance, I get oh, sour cream. Oh, he ain't cream paying. He ain't paying. <laughs> I get sour cream and guac and yes I know it's extra but he's paying except he wasn't no he was in front of me so Mm -hmm. he paid for his food and made a mad dash to the dining area I paid for my food and went to join him instead of picking a table like someone normally would on a first date he picked the bar style seating that faces the window so we're sitting next to each other you're sitting next to each other looking out the window it's so awkward what are we art class it's so awkward. Get the fuck out of here. I fucking oh, hate twenty four so much. I know. Literally the worst. Yeah, you have you <laughs> have no, fights. Dylan's gonna be twenty four next year. You have fights outside of uh, the Laurel Tavern loudly <laughs> when you're there. <laughs> I do not want to tell you any twenty four year old oh, stories. Um, I probably already have, but whatever. <laughs> I start talking to him and he picks up his phone and talks to someone the entire time we are on this date. So are you even on a date? Are you? Because you paid for your own meal. You're not Mm -hmm. looking at him because you're facing outside and you're not talking to him because he's on the phone with somebody else. I don't think this is actually a date. No. At this point, I'm annoyed. At this point, I'm annoyed don't care about the food and just want to get the fuck out. I get up and leave and start walking to my car. When we get to the cars, he said he had a really good time and I say, yep. And then he opens my car door. <laughs> opens my car door. At this point, he manhandles me for a kiss and y'all. I can't. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Red code. Code red. He, code <laughs> red. Code red. He literally pried my mouth open with his lips and his tongue did. His tongue did the Shakira from the Super Bowl motion. If you don't get my vibe, oh just my say, God. if you don't get my vibe, just say, 
blue, 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 blue. And that's pretty much what went down in my mouth. <laughs> it's so descriptive oh. because you're like, that is exactly the tongue motion. Blue, yeah. blue, blue. So he used no. his tongue to pry open her mouth. It's so, so gross. You're oh feeling God, every taste bud I at that this. moment. I hate Taken aback. Just ate Chipotle. <gasps> so I'm tasting your fucking carnitas burrito, bro. Mm, oniony. <laughs> <laughs> Taken <laughs> aback, I leave and plan how I'm going to ghost him. Then I realize, fuck politeness. He texts me later on and I lay it all out for him on how it was probably the worst date I've ever been on and why we won't be seeing each other again. Thinking that my abrasive attitude would be enough, I never thought to follow up. But you know how it goes. They always come back. Zombie. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) once a year for the next four years, like clockwork, he messages me the classic, hey, hope you're doing well. And I ignore it. I hope you appreciate this story. And I know I'm not as good at descriptive writing as John is, but I just <laughs> felt like y'all needed to know. Wow. Dude, amazing. This is, listen, I hope he's in your phone as Mountain Dew Code Red. I hope so too. Danger, <laughs> yes. danger, danger. I mean, also, what is it about what kind of personality do you have to have that like on the dot, same day, every... Like, does he have a reminder in his phone? Did he ask Siri to set a reminder to send, hey, how are you doing at the Mm-mm. same time every year? Like, why do you keep doing that? Like, she's not responding to you. Dude, dude, I just had somebody, like, two days ago. Like, I got a hi, no. Christina, on my no. phone from a number I didn't recognize. And I look, and it had been somebody I was texting with a year and a half ago. Wow. A year and a half ago. So I'm like, how far back did this dude have to scroll through his messages? He's like, I'm going to find this it one. It feels obsessive and like yeah, aggressive. It's like it's super weird. weird. Like, I, and also, okay, I guess this is what it feels like more than anything else. It feels desperate. Mm. Because yes. I'm just like, can you yes. not find, you clearly need, you're grasping at straws, right? You're messaging yeah. every girl you've ever gone on a date with to see which one might latch on. So I'm going to share with you my open tabs. And I do believe this will describe me perfectly. Perfect. Okay. okay. So I have Anna Green Gables because I bought it on gazebo.tv. Okay. Um, okay. I have Christina Convertible Tool Bridesmaids Dress. Oh. Birdie Gray. Mm-hmm. Pulled out. Mm-hmm. Keegan. I have Orange Tabby Cats. Facts, Lifespan, and Intelligence. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cause, Cats. Because mm-hmm. maybe. Because maybe my cat. Um, I have a... A pair of really awesome harem pants pulled up. I have 10 terrifying cases of sadistic t- stalkers. It's a listicle. <laughs> I have my yes. insurance, a, a dermatology appointment, Patreon pulled up, and then keto shopping list. If that doesn't describe me, I literally yeah. don't know what does. I would tell you what I have pulled up, but it's oh, literally so many tabs. Most of them are recipes, but then there's also the lyrics to Fallout Boys 4th of July. <laughs> Uh, there's nice. the video for the guy who did the Wicked Witch of the East bro video. There's ha- proper care and propagation of Swiss cheese plants. <laughs> <laughs> Caring for spider plants. <laughs> yep, yep, this tracks. This is so us, you guys. It, it's mostly cooking and then um, mindfulness blogs and plants. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> 
All right. Mine is Unsolved Mysteries. Where is Xavier DuPont now? <gasps> yes. Mm. Oh, so you watched that video. Mm. I haven't seen yeah. it. Oh, that don't episode. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. Tell me. don't tell me. It's French. It's uh, all in French. Oh, bullshit. Mine is in um, uh, also like home searches, like to buy a home. Uh, Curology. Uh, who, uh, Hell is other people. Google search because I wanted to know who said that quote. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> this is the, uh, these are so telling you guys. Yes, they are. Honestly. L.A. restaurant owner closes doors following mask related incidents. Oh. That's on there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, the thing for my crazy in love coming up and then a jerk chicken recipe from the New York times. You're so, right. Amazing. You're you right about jerking your chicken. Amazing. amazing. That's right. Wow, you, you know what? Guys. We should do this every week where we just this say is... what our open tabs are. I'm not going to lie. Those have been my open tabs for quite a while. <laughs> I know. Me too. I, <laughs> I know. I'm the tell worst you all of them either. Cause I've got like an embarrassing number of open tabs. Oh, yeah. We'd be such good guests for daily zeitgeist. If Miles, they'll ever Jack. fucking call me. Call me. <laughs> Sophia was on this week. It was actually really good. I love Sophia Alexander. I do too. She's amazing. Uh, anyway, all right. We are ready for your fucking crazy and love business. I ready. Get am ready to give it to you. Uh, I found a good one and it is pretty infuriating. Are you guys <gasps> okay. I'm ready. ready. My heart is open. Okay. 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 I'm going to tell you the story of Mark and Janaire Jaredot. So, Mark Jaredot met Janaire for the first time in the summer of 1986 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm, Yeah. Picture it. Huge hair. So much Aquanet. Mm -hmm. I love Fort Wayne. First of all, I got like the vast majority of my information from 2020 episode. Great. I like it. It's just like. Dateline's like. cousin. It's yeah. Diet Dateline. Yeah, exactly. it really is. It's like Dateline's cousin who's always admired Dateline and wants to be like him so bad, but like isn't quite. Isn't. If, if Dateline was Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. 2020 is monster. A hundred. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were both teenagers in 86 and she was working at a Taco Bell and Mark remembers it clearly. He, True. Like Love. it was even quoted as saying, like, she made Brown look really, really good. Oh, she, okay. Back whenever Taco Bell's uniforms were brown. Right. Yeah. First of all, let's discuss that. Secondly, Horrible. you know, like, what do you think his order was? Like, you, keep in mind, Can this be is honest? before Taco Bell got crazy. Can I be honest? I did not realize that's what he was saying when he said the he, she made Brown look good. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, no. No, that, Sorry. no. She, like, she's white. I don't like that. So. <laughs> I don't like that. Vaguely racist, but okay, here we go. Yeah, no, no. No, their was, uniforms used about to be uniform. brown. Mm-hmm. They used to be brown. Yeah, and like, which is a weird choice. It's a strange choice. Um, But yeah, what do you think his order was? Because this is before okay. Taco Bell had oh, like... Oh, it was... It's- yeah. Plain crunchy tacos. For you sure. think just like tacos 16 plain, plain crunchy He's, tacos? Oh, you think he spiced it up with some uh, sour he, cream? Yeah, he did. Supreme all the way. He's all a right. sour cream, bro. Okay, we don't know anything about him yet, but you know what? Let's give our predictions okay. now, and then at the end when all we right. know a little bit more okay. about him. I'm going to go with a soft taco, bro. He feels that way to I'm me. I'm going to go supreme. Oh. Soft taco supreme. He's added. So she... Uh, they didn't really get together at that point. Um, but it was like four years later, they like ran into each other again. 
And he started visiting her at her new job at the mall. And one day he said, she moving on up at the mall. Yeah, she pressed him to make a move. She was like, are you going to ask me out or what? Good for you, girl. You know what? Ask for what you want and expect to get it. Do it. So it was like that kind of direct attitude that attached her to him. And she wanted that kind of confidence. Yeah, she's confident, unafraid to speak her mind. And Mark was like, her demeanor was the exact opposite of mine, where I was kind of shy and reserved. But she was really like upfront and direct, and he was really attracted to her. So they dated for a little while and then eventually got married. Um, They had talked about kids. Time went by. They were both like kind of career oriented. They both worked in marketing. Um, had like a couple different jobs here and there. They <clears throat> made their way to South Carolina at one point. They had like a lovely family with like a lot of dogs. So yeah. no, no, no kids. Good they choice. were both dogs in are their- close enough to be honest. <laughs> their their work, you know, and you love them. That's a lot. I think work. that's good. A lot more work than cats. Yeah, a lot yeah. more work than cats. I but think a lot of dog. Lot- a lot dog less pe- work than kids, though. So Dog people versus kid people just tells me a lot about who you are. Like, are you lazy? You have a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are you yeah. high maintenance? You got a dog. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they basically they got married in 1993. He was 25. She was 23. So really young. But they made they made this life together. And in 2017, um, both of them have been like laid off or were looking for other jobs. And Mark was like, let's just do something different. Things are getting stagnant. He was said that like, you know, they've been married for 24 years at this point. No kids. Like they're both in their 40s and things. So wait, you know, I'm sorry. Did you say, did they want kids or no? They had had conversations about it, but, you know, they didn't really go into detail in any of the articles. They, okay. they didn't commit to it. And now it's getting too late kind of thing you know so he's just like uh like I just need to change the marriage was going kind of downhill he was saying that when they used to fight Janaire was kind of the person that had to have the last word she's one of those people I understand sounds like me sorry guys he was he was just like so he's getting to a point where he's just bored with his life so he's like he managed to convince her that um, he wanted to apply for jobs away from South Carolina, something different in a new town, new start, just something new. And so he got this opportunity to work for the University of Delaware and work in their marketing department, that sort of thing. And he applied and he got the job. He went up and interviewed and they're like, yeah, have the job. So the plan was, for him to go up to Delaware in November of 2017, and he was going to be on his own for 45 days. Which is not yes. recent, recent. Recent, exactly. Okay. Oh, so shit. he's going to be on his own for 45 days, and then Janair was going to, she was wrapping up their house and everything, and then she would come join. Okay, so let's evaluate. You have a middle-aged man who's bored with his life and his relationship, no kids, who's going to be alone for 45 days. Got it. Yeah, shouldn't be that big of a deal because they've been married for 24 years, but that is exactly the sitch. Now, his boss is 
35-year-old Meredith Chapman, who is cute, bubbly, vivacious, Younger really, than him. really fucking accomplished at her job. It's his boss. And so, you know, he'll call Janera up and he'll be like, uh, you know, my boss, Meredith, she's great. She's just like, she's so young, but oh, she's really she? on top of it. She's super professional. And that's going to make Janera feel great. Oh, she's so young. She's so mm-hmm. young and accomplished and smart and cute and I'm pretty. I'm going to kill this bitch. <laughs> I will literally end you. Wow. So, <laughs> Janera oh, no. joins him 45 days later. And he's being weird. He's acting distant. And you know when you know she is like, what the fuck's going on? And And he's like, nothing, nothing. And he she goes to him. It's Meredith, isn't it? Mm. And he denies, denies, denies. Finally, on Valentine's Day, he tells her that he is having an affair with Meredith. Mm. Can we have a conversation about this for one fucking second? Yes. Because a woman knows. Mm-hmm. when shit's up first and foremost so if you are a man and you're listening to this fucking podcast right meow you need to understand that when a woman comes to you and asks you oh they know already if you are doing something mm-hmm. they already know that mm-hmm. you are doing something they're just uh, giving you the opportunity to come clean because they know right and because they- i will tell you right now if you come clean because she's suspected and she knows and she knows she can trust her fucking gut if you come clean real real quick like and you fucking just be honest, I promise you it will be way fucking better than the consequences mm-hmm. of you fucking lying. Mm-hmm. Like Gaslighting. Fucking saying you're crazy. Nothing's and going on. To be, to be honest, that goes for everything. That goes for everything. Like, uh, in my life, and everybody does this, I think we have like self-preservation kicks in and you want to mm-hmm. protect yourself. You want to protect the idea of who you are to that person and also to yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is this massive preservation that comes in where you try and lie your way out of things. I've done it. I think most people have done that uh, right. where they try and like you you want to protect this idea so much that you will lie. But at the end of the day, you are absolutely creating more stress than if you just came clean and told the truth from the beginning. Just tell the truth. I'm such a narcissist that even if I fuck up, I will fully admit that I did because I will also deny that it was a fuck up because I will (laughs) somehow turn it into, yeah, but that was right, right? Oh, wasn't it? Yeah, you're like, but I've spent <laughs> 16 hours doing somersaults in mm-hmm. my brain to justify how, yeah, <laughs> how Jesus. actually I did the right thing, even though it seems real shitty. But I will admit when I'm wrong. I do a lot of fucked up shit, but I will admit when I'm wrong. As you should. So he finally does admit to the affair. And that's when she admits, yeah, I finally knew you did because... I hired a company to clo- clone your phone. Ooh. And I've been listening to all your calls, messages, oh, and reading all your texts. Honey. She did the she work. She did it. She did that. Bitch, she did it. Oh, my she God. She did extra. Dude, I want all our men to listen to this episode just Be scared. Are you scared? No. Are you scared? Dude, I didn't even know you could no. do this shit. Just mm. fucking... 
wait. So he's like, wait, what? First of all, you wait, can what? do that. <laughs> so he's like, that's fucked up. Please don't spy on me. You ruined my trust. And she's like, excuse really? me, what? I ruined your trust. I mean, to be yeah. honest. Okay, here's um, the thing. Clearly, this is a sick relationship because neither thing should happen. All right. You right. shouldn't spy. You shouldn't put spyware on your husband's phone. It is violating. That is something that yeah, is deeply to. personal. Um, but at the same time, it's very hypocritical for you to come and say, I that I ruined your trust, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Sir. Yep. Oh, I sir. ruined your trust. You fucking You're fucking someone piece else. Of shit. The fuck out of here. So she's like, we have to go to marriage counseling. He's like, yeah, we do. So on their second appointment, he's like getting ready to go to the the counselors. And he puts on his suit jacket. And he's like, this is weird. Did they leave an anti-theft device on my suit jacket? (gasps) She's bugging him. Oh, she's bugging him. And he's like, oh, it's weird. It's like inside the liner. So he has mm. to get out an X-Acto knife, cut oh. open his suit jacket, and he pulls out a device that is blinking. And it Whoa. is. It is a recording device. Damn. <laughs> she ain't fucking round. No, this bitch is not fucking No. Shit. Well, you should be scared. I hope you're code. code red. Why do we Code red. Code Code it's a red, red code. Code red. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, we're we're fucking done. Like, I I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm in love with Meredith. We're getting a divorce." And she's like, "Excuse me." And Excuse so like me? this whole idea that they were going to fix the marriage and counseling comes out that he was never really interested in fixing it. He was Ooh. doing it to basically lay the groundwork for being able to get a divorce. He tells her, all right, listen, like we just moved to Delaware. Um, You don't have a job yet and you don't know anybody here. And I need to be here until May. So this happens all the way. We're at the beginning of the year. This is like January of 2018. All this shit just happened in November of 2017. So he's already oh my quote, God. Unquote, so like two months. in love with his okay. boss. Okay, honey. Oh my God. There's so much okay. wrong in this situation. You First of all, each other. that's your boss, which mm-hmm. like mm, risky sitch don't already. And then two months, risky sitch. You don't know somebody. You don't you like. You don't know somebody to be. Yeah. And, and she. His to be boss. ending a marriage over, you don't know her like that yet. Like you, you, you're still in that phase where you love everything about that person. Okay, mm-hmm. they haven't had hot snakes in your bathroom yet. You don't Correct. know them yet. Okay, you haven't seen him shitting in a bucket. Sorry. <laughs> you and your mom did not walk in on that. <laughs> so she's obviously stunned. This is huge. They've been married for 24 years. She uprooted her whole life to move oh, up shit. here to Delaware. Yeah. How surprised are you because you were actually like legitimately bugging him? Yeah. I, mean, I, really can't, yeah. I can't bowl you over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to what he, she kept telling him is like, wake the fuck up. You're having a midlife crisis. You're 49. You right. needed a change. This is just some strange, but you need to fucking be realistic. You're going to wake up a few months from now and kick yourself. You're not going to throw out a 24-year marriage 
Like nothing's really wrong. There were no like a, there was no abuse. There was nothing. It was just they've been You're married bored. for twenty four years, bored. and that's a very you know what that's a surprisingly mature and adult conclusion from somebody who put spyware on their husband's phone. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little surprised by that because yeah. it is. I mean, that's the truth. It's just like. And I think that that's where people need to be. Of course, we're never advocating for cheating. We're never saying that like that's okay. But there is something very adult about just saying like you clearly were missing something in your life. You went out and got that thing, and it, it's you had not pica of the dick, <laughs> right, where you're like, I need yeah. to get some. I don't know, you know, and and to understand that that necessarily doesn't have to be the end of your relationship that no. you had for twenty something years. Like it's that's mistakes happen, things happen. I think that that's a very mature way of looking at that. Um, again. Surprising. I don't know how much I take it from somebody who is willing to put a bugging device on their husband's yeah. clothing. Um, but yeah. Okay. So that's the sitch. Okay. He's basically going to stay until May. And she has to deal with this divorce. It's really bad at first. She can't wrap her fucking head around it. At one point, she threatens to throw herself out of the window. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I'm going to get you well, 20 this, something years. this divorce coach. And I need you to reach out to friends and family. And so he said that it appeared things got, got better after that. You know, she seemed to come to terms or start to make plans. And the divorce coach was like, yeah, she was making tons of plans about the future and what she wanted to do, obviously, she held a lot of anger and resentment towards Mark because she felt like she was being tossed away for a younger model. And um, so there was a lot of stuff for her to work through. But she finally came back to Mark and she's like, OK, so we have a few months left. I want you to take hikes with me. I want you to go do dinner with me like we're still going to be living together. And I just want this to be and amicable, and I want us to spend time together before we separate in May. He's like, okay, fine. Like, I just wanted to make this land as softly for her as I could because I still cared for her. Mm-hmm. 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 So April 23rd, 2018, they're supposed to meet up for dinner. They only have a couple weeks left. They still have some stuff to nail down. And he gets there early. He gets a nice patio table, orders some wine, and is waiting for Janair to show up. Uh Uh-oh. And she's running late, and he finally gets a text. It's in all caps. Just go home. I'm not coming. And he's like, okay. And then the Uh. next text right after that is a picture Mm. of trash. And in the middle of it is a condom. (gasps) What? And he knows immediately that it's Meredith's trash. (gasps) So he's like. Oh, no, she's at Meredith's house. And so the next text that comes in right after that is you've ruined my life. The next text after that is 
I hope you never find happiness. Oh. And yeah. her last text is by Mark. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. So he he fucking calls Meredith, texts her, tries everything as he speeds out of the restaurant and speeds over to Meredith's house. Not getting any reply, not getting any reply. He finally gets there, pounds on the door, and he sees Meredith lying in the kitchen. So he's able to get in and he sees Meredith on the ground. And then he looks over and he sees a woman in black also on the also on the ground shock comes over him as he realizes it's his wife and he goes mm-hmm. baby baby what have you done and runs mm-hmm. to his wife is who this has, a horror movie okay wait a second who has no. murdered his girlfriend and then killed herself or wait for it if this was my murder story did he kill them both and then send a text from her phone? <laughs> huh? I mean, it's possible, but he no? freaks out. He freaks out so much that the neighbor comes over. He's like, call 911, call 911. The cops come there everywhere. The very first thing they do is put home dude in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. They're like, what the fuck, dude? There's two right. dead chicks in this house. You're not dead. What the fuck happened? Yeah, they they subscribe they, to the Cassie <laughs> yeah, theory. theory. Well, it didn't take them long to piece together because they couldn't even find. They're like, how do, how did these women end up being shot? He didn't even realize they were shot, and it took them a while to find the murder weapon because it was actually underneath Janaire. She had fallen on it after she shot herself. So. They piece it together. They're like, okay, so, you know, your wife murdered your girlfriend and then her herself. And he's fucking devastated, obviously. That's big enough news. Oh, you've lost he them both. Yeah. Is trying to process what happened. And so he then starts digging through her financials. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm here. So, you talk about vacuuming the grass, right? Mm-hmm. So, in February, on Valentine's Day, when he tells her he's in love with Meredith and is admits to the affair, she opens up a credit card for herself, and she starts ordering surveillance equipment oh she starts ordering lock picks she orders gps trackers she just she breaks into his office she had his office bugged she had put gps trackers on both his and meredith's car and had been tracking it she had filled up over 12 notebooks of transcribing conversations mm. between them. She should 12 have 12 fucking FBI. notebooks of written. She could have been gone to good use. And yet here she is fucking around with some fuck boy. It's unnecessary. Like, that's the thing. Is it's just like, 
in what so often this is a perfect crazy in love by the way um, Christina this is perfect it's a perfect crazy in love but like so often I end up feeling like you know I think in the beginning of this podcast Christina Mm -hmm. you you said that quote that's like what are you going to do with like your one wild and precious life Mm. right is the thing that you're gonna do obsess so hard over this one person and I understand that it is like the human condition to be attached your heart gets connected to someone and then it's very difficult to let go you get emotionally attached that's and just I mean, the way it is you I know what screaming I know what side of a bar I know what seven years feels like I yeah. I can't imagine what 24 absolutely. feels like I and, and mm. in that way I absolutely don't I'm not faulting her for being upset and like However, angry and sad. Right. However, to obsess to this degree, it's it's not only is it devaluing his life, it's devaluing your own life. Absolutely. Because it's, why is your life wrapped up in the behaviors of someone else? Why is your self-worth wrapped up in the behavior of what someone else is doing? Like, it. it it's sad in that way. It's completely, it's so completely avoidable. Right. And so many of these like crazy and love stories are like that, where it's just kind of like, if you would just realize that you are worthy, regardless of what, what someone else is going to do or not going to do and whatever decisions they're going to make with or without you, it's not a reflection of your worth and you can leave that person and go find self-worth and happiness somewhere else no yeah you're right completely destroy this person's life Mm -hmm. or your life no one gets to determine your self-worth but you yeah no one no one gets to be the boss of you being worth whatever you know what i mean like you have to have that within yourself and even if even if you don't that's no one else's job to make you feel worthy or not worthy. Absolutely. And it, it's something that this is so an inside like, job. I realize that this it's so cheesy and lame. And I, I keep having these conversations with people about how cheesy and lame this feels like to me, which maybe that's something I need to look at. But um, I've been listening to a lot of Tara Brock's podcast, who is like this mindfulness meditation teacher, psychologist. Mm-hmm. And and that's really a lot of what it is. It comes down to like, stop, take a look at yourself, examine what's happening inside and don't project that shit onto anybody else because right. all you have control over is yourself and how you react to situations. And at the end of the day, what is it you want? If she had stopped to examine mm-hmm. what is it she really wants, I'm sure it wasn't for her to be gone, to kill someone else, to ruin these lives. That's not what she wants. She was coming from a place of extreme hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. And she reacted and responded in an incredibly damaging way. No, she had the ultimate last word. You know what I mean? If that's, that's the what, way that yeah. she argued, mm-hmm. she was just like, bye, Mark. Bye. And that. Right. I'm not going to give you a chance. But also, like, where is that coming from? Like, what is yeah. that? Like, it's so. And what does it serve? Does it really like serve you? Did it serve you? Did you come out of it feeling like? No. And it's incredibly sad because the way that she's described by people, especially when she was younger, is that she was just confident and fucking upfront. And, and, you know, like, I think 
sometimes it is easy when you become part of a couple to maybe lose pieces of yourself. And it makes me Mm -hmm. sad that when confronted with losing Mark, she didn't feel like she had enough self to stand on her own. And it just, it breaks my heart because it seemed like she was such a, such a confident young lady. that Well, but I think sometimes hmm. people who reject that confidence, it's even harder for them when they lose control or like when they lose something do you know what i mean because it's just like they're they've they they, their self-worth or their self-identity is wrapped up in being this incredible wonderful confident person and then when somebody doesn't want you like what does that say what does that make you have to look at yeah like as a person you know i don't know that's so not only did she have like all the notebooks of all the transcribed things, she'd even recorded her own conversation. So if you watch this 2020, it's called The Affair. And like you can hear her recorded conversations with her and you can hear, I mean, her. it's chilling. It's really chilling. Down. You can hear the conversations with him and her anger her resentment, her edge, just like unbridled. And like you hear the conversations between him and Meredith too. And it's, it's just really sad because in the middle of all this, you know, like Mark was saying, they all got painted negatively by the media. Mark is the fucking philandering mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. Meredith as the other woman, other woman. and Home then Janaris the murderer, yeah. the crazy murderer. Yeah. So of like course. no one came out on fucking top for this this story and it's just no. so to me so tragic, such a mix of people where I feel like at some point in my life now at 38, I feel like I've been each of them. I have been hmm. in their shoes and I can empathize with each of their fucking strong emotions. And I'm like, what was different about Janaire? You know, I, I viscerally remember finding evidence of being cheated on. I know what that feels like. I, it's a visceral feeling and it, it's primal. What, yeah. What kept me from hiring a company to clone <laughs> a phone beyond money because I'm, I'm sure it sounds costly but it does but, shit's expensive but yeah so beyond beyond just the notebooks and stuff he also found costumes that she was using to stalk Meredith's place he found the box in their closet that the gun came in mm-hmm. he found the receipts for firing range so this whole time when she's talking to this divorce coach, Sheila, this lady, Sheila, was like, I had no idea she was that angry. I knew she was wow. angry, but I, I didn't know, you know. Sure. And she had been going to the firing range. She even, like, recorded one of their conversations when she was on the way back from a firing range. She's just, he's like, what are you up to right now? She's like, oh, just running errands, you know. Well, here's the thing that I hope people take out of it is just like I the the hurt. I feel like this has been the theme through this entire thing when we started off talking about August. What's his face Mm -hmm. with Jada Pinkett Smith? It's Mm -hmm. like the hurt is human. Mm -hmm. Feeling upset is human because your heart's involved in something and it's it's otherworldly. It's like our feelings. We can't try and decipher what that where that comes from or why. We're feeling the way that we're feeling. However, like you should keep in mind that like your self, your self-worth, your purpose, like it does not, 
it should not get tangled up in what someone else chooses to do or not do to you. Yeah. It and cannot, because if you allow that to happen, you can be, you can get obsessive. Like you have to be able, no matter how hurt you are to draw a line and say, your decisions are your own and like mine are my own. And like, that's it. Yeah. And also like we were saying at the beginning, your actions have consequences. And for Janair and for Meredith, they, and, and even for Mark, because he's, yeah. he's alive. Mm-hmm. He, he was interviewed through the whole 2020 and she, she ruined three lives. Mm-hmm. She ended two and ruined Sorry. one. Absolutely. Um, and you can say, you can say that, you know, all of them were involved. These were all parties that were involved in ruining each other's lives. Like you can say that, mm. but at the end of the day, Janair had a choice that she could have made to move on and be happy. Mm-hmm. And right. she couldn't do it because she was hurt. And yes, it is also a, a, a case of like, maybe try not to hurt people. <laughs> don't cheat on people. Don't do those things that push people to that, to that degree. But at the end of the day, your choices are your own and they're your own responsibility. And Janair should have walked away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely feels responsible. You know, he, he says that, you know, I wish I wouldn't have hurt her because I loved her. I still love her and I wish I could, could take it back. He's, um, he, be honest. Ha- he has said that he has begun writing as a meaning of recovery. He does plan on writing a book. All the proceeds will go to suicide prevention. So it's not like a money grab or anything, but, um, he is, he feels that, um, he wrote a letter to Meredith Chapman, like after she died, like a private letter where he, he really does feel like it should have been him, not her. Like the Janeiro was mad at him. Yeah. Yeah, Well, there's truth in that for sure. Well, also too, though, isn't that the ultimate though punishment? We talked about that. Yeah, we just you know talked I mean? about that, Same. and we like did a is... uh, we did a crazy in love movie episode for Patreon on Invisible Man, and that's exactly what he says to her. He's like, "I'm not mm-hmm. going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt the people around you," mm-hmm. because yeah. very often that's what hurts the most. Yeah, is to survive to with that, knowing that you are in some way responsible mm-hmm. for having right. hurt other people. Yeah. It's the ultimate last word. I mean those those texts they show it coming up on a phone in that 2020 and it's visceral so i'm just like she fucking wrote out i hope you never find happiness wow which is the fucking and then bye mark yo wow chills i was like fuck me dude that's harsh and if you love somebody honestly like true love isn't possession and true love means sometimes that person is going to go away from your life be it they find somebody else, they move across the country for a job and you don't want to go, or they die. Just love means loss someday. It's not forever. Sometimes, and love is yeah. not possession. And so the, it's not true mm-hmm. love if you are wishing for somebody to never be happy. Ugh. Right. It's selfish. It's very self-focused. Mm-hmm. That's very self-focused, you know. Um, well, she was just so trapped in her anger cycle that she couldn't see past. Yep. It, it, she couldn't see a future. The only future she saw was making him suffer the way she was suffering in the moment. Mm-hmm. But also, yep. again, I mean, 
I don't know. It feels repetitive. But yeah, don't <laughs> wrap your self-worth in yeah. someone else and you won't have that problem. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't you need to find that within yourself so that you know that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. You can't wrap up like whether or not you're going to be okay Girl, in what someone hobby. else is what someone else does. You know, start, yeah. Start some pottery classes or something. Honey, shit. God, well, get a blog. Yeah. Torpedo. <laughs> something. Lord. But yeah. Gosh, intense. That's a perfect crazy yeah, in love, Christina. That's, that's yeah. Good. I watched I watched that one. I was like, yep, I'm in, I'm doing it. As I was like, like check it all the way out. Cause I'm just like, dude, to even hear evidence of cheating is bad enough. But then there's something about mm. transcribing it or writing it that like you make things so much more real and so much more visceral. I think it's masochistic to do that. I think it it's is. so masochistic to do that. Like to, You're torturing yourself. You're putting yeah. yourself... You already know what's happening. Why do you need to then listen to every conversation and write every conversation down and fixate on it and obsess over it? Like, you know what's happening. You know what needs to be done. You know, whether it be counseling or divorce or whatever it is, you know what needs to be done. Why then would you do all of that except for to torture yourself? It's so crazy. I know. Don't do it. In so many alternate universes, it should have been like, fuck you then, dude. Fuck you. And gone off. Exactly. And fucking eat, pray, love herself. Eat, pray, love in Pennsylvania. Chances are. She's Kurds. Chances are that fucking crazy fast relationship would have fizzled out. Absolutely. I mean, the percentage yeah. of those like post-divorce relationships that actually works out are like super small. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Very yeah. small percentage. And yeah, he it's been his boss. It's someone who's much younger than him. It's mm-hmm. a post-divorce it transitional relationship. Chances are, yeah, it wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. out. And look at the devastation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the other yeah. side of that, that's wild, man. Bitch, you could have been Will Smith. Yeah, just <laughs> waited exactly. it out. What you gonna do now? <gasps> so there you go. What are you guys watching wow. this week? Bikes <sighs> um, on bikes. I'm not watching anything new. I will say, um, <laughs> just because I want to shout her out, just because I love her so much, and it always makes me think about the ways in which we can love people or like care about people that we've like never met before. So I've been following Raw Beauty Christie for like five years. Mm-hmm. I've been following her on YouTube. She's a YouTuber, a beauty YouTuber for five years. And then I was talking to you guys a while ago about how like she started her YouTube channel as an infertility channel because she couldn't get pregnant. She's been trying for 12 years. She had her birth announcement. I made everyone watch it or birth uh, pregnancy announcement. I made everybody watch it. I made <laughs> we, you did. I made Anthony Rude. watch it. Anthony watched it. He cried. He wanted yeah. to watch it. And he doesn't dig on stuff like that ever. But he watched other stuff with me. And she I I didn't know it was possible to be like this happy for someone who you don't know. But I'm super happy for her that her and her husband are finally having a baby. Wow. I literally just got goosebumps because I just thought about that video. It's it's amazing. Yeah, everyone should go watch it because it's actually, she did an amazing job of editing together just like 12 years of documenting her trying to get pregnant and failing and coming to the conclusion of like, well, maybe we're not supposed to be parents. It's fine. We can be happy without being parents. And then getting pregnant and it being this like, oh my gosh, so amazing. But she also just had her first makeup collab. Oh, no. So Pure Cosmetics 
X Raw Beauty Christie makeup uh, eyeshadow palette, and I'm just like, take all of my money. I love you. Yes. Uh, I will be buying this palette. I may never use it. I will, but you know. So I don't know. I'm just like, I haven't been watching anything, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube, and she's my favorite, and I'm just so happy for her. That's so, awesome. Shout it's out. It's truly heartwarming, honestly. I watched it's that video, cute. and I'm like, I know nothing about this lady at all. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, I actually, so Chris and I watched two movies last night. One was Old Guard. Um, it just came out on Netflix, and it has Charlize Theron in it, and it is terrible good. Whoa. Charlize is in a bad movie? Well, it, okay. It's, it's not a great movie if let's put it this way if how did this get made does this show or this movie as one of their shows i will not be surprised however at the same time i really enjoyed it okay you know what i mean entertaining but bad entertaining but it was not like great not a great piece of cinematic mastery suspend disbelief all day what's it about um so it's about okay so there are a bunch of like mercenary type warrior people who also happen to be um immortal so there's like four of them and they find a fifth person um it's it's interesting and uh, totally watchable totally (laughs) christina and my faces are the same we're like i love i was like honestly when chris kind of explained to me i was like i don't know about this but i love Charlize, and she can literally do no wrong i know she's so gorgeous and it's true she can do no wrong and um she's a badass bitch and she plays a badass bitch in this and she's a it's good. I, I, I liked it. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Now, if um if I was an actual movie critic, I couldn't give it those high scores. Mm. <laughs> so I will leave it at that. Enjoyable. I, I am still on Outsiders. We just finished episode eight, so I only have two more to go, and I'm chomping at the fucking bit to finish it. You're like, so as soon as we're done here, I am going to finish it. It is so good. It's so good. Wait but till it gets dark outside. It's better. The other the other thing that I watched this week randomly was like Netflix Explained. I, I oh, usually it's so good. I usually put it's on like so shit, shit like that like before bed or something because I'm like, eh, just like uh, it's either going to be history or animals before bed. Yeah. Or sometimes ancient aliens if I'm in a birds aren't real kind of mood. Because it's just the perfect shit to fall asleep to. Well, I ended up staying up so late last night because one of the episodes was about pandemics. I mm-hmm. checked. The show came out like two fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. They flat out motherfucking predicted the coronavirus mm-hmm. and you know, everything that was that going to go wrong. And Sitting I back thought, in their chair, filing their nails, just like, mm-hmm, we told y'all. I mean, it, it is like to the letter, like exactly everything that we were going to do wrong. And it was yep. just, it was fucking infuriating. I thought I I wanted to like break this place apart brick by brick. And I'm like. Infuriating, but at the, also at the same time, like super fucking informative. And I yeah. want everyone to watch it. Yes. Yeah. It's so, so, so good. So I definitely recommend checking that out because it's like kind of where we're at right now and it's just crazy to me that two years ago someone was like hey listen if this shit happens you should do this because it would be really helpful 
So I don't want help people. <laughs> Not all lives matter. First of all, never tell me what to do ever again. It's my freedom. You're frigid. You can't take my uh, freedom. The other thing that we uh, we kind of listened to, you know that that Trey Crowder yeah. guy mm-hmm. that does He's so fucking funny. I love him. The yeah. redneck. Yeah, uh, liberal we were, redneck. We were listening to his audio book last night, just outside drinking on our patio. Motherfucker is funny and woke smart and AF. funny. I know yeah. he's amazing. I, I fucking it. love him so much. As someone from the Midwest who knew people who talked like that, yep. let me tell you, like Southern Midwest, like mm. let me tell you, like God, if I didn't think that that was the most relatable thing of all time, I was just like when I first discovered his channel, probably like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, genius. Yeah. Absolutely genius. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really, mm-hmm. really good. So definitely, if you haven't checked out any of Trey Crowder's stuff yet, you go check so him out. He has a book? I, I'm definitely yeah, that he has out. an audio book. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. An audible, audible? An audible book. Well, if you guys have shows we should watch, if you want to enter our five-word worst date contest to win a prize or join our Facebook group or join our Patreon, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we hope everybody is staying safe. And we love you so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.